morning. Sorry about the video. I was really excited to show that to you, and uh, we'll have them here with us, and hopefully by the time they get here or before, we'll have all the kinks worked out. Take your Bible this morning and turn with me to the Old Testament. We want to continue as we look at the book of Genesis. Genesis meaning origin and beginning, the creation of all things is seen in this beautiful record and account that God has given to us. And we have been talking about the theology of creation. We started last Sunday looking at the three parts in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, time, God created time, the word beginning constituting that thought, in the beginning, God created, and the Bible says heaven and earth. So three things that we find in the theology of creation, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created time, heaven, and earth. Time, space, if you will, and matter. This morning we want to focus our attention just in the systematic, word-by-word, verse-by-verse of Genesis 1-1, and I really want to look at more along the lines of Christ seen in creation. The theology of creation, God seen in all three parts, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, We magnified the subject how last week, just talking about Genesis 1, verse 26 and verse 27, most uh, Christians, when they think about creation, they talk about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit just when it comes to God creating mankind. Let us make man in our image. Those, those words uh, identifying and speaking about the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So we know that God the Father was there. The Bible speaks uh, in the beginning, God, Elohim. That word, it comes from the, the Hebrew word Elohim. It means supreme one or the creator. And this really being instituted uh, through faith, as the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And uh, the Bible says in verse 6 of that chapter that without faith it is what? Impossible to please Him. And so as we come to creation, uh, we cannot have something without God. Two key words that when when we look at Genesis, we, we have to magnify. And these two words mean totally different, two different things. And that is the word create and the word made. Create comes from a Hebrew word, basa, B-A-S-A, and it simply means to bring into existence from nothing. That's what we find in Genesis 1-1. To make is what we do. To take from the world, elements in the world, things are in the world. I've created a car. I've created a house. I've created clothing. I've created this or that. What you enjoy, what you do with your you know, hobbies or, you know, I created a scrapbook or something of that. You know, one beautiful thing that we have that God has given to us as humans to understand even more so the concept of God as creator is the beauty of procreating. In the beginning, God created male and female. And yet, Adam and Eve bear children. Their children children, their children, children, their children, children, all the way to us, connecting us all the way back to the first Adam and the first Eve. And as we think about procreation, it allows us to have maybe a a little glimpse of both uh, the gift and the beauty of creation. As you look at your children, 
Isn't it wonderful? We didn't create them, but God allows us to procreate them as male and female come together. And that male and female is the natural process. The opposite, the opposite of that is stated in Romans chapter 1, the perversion there, uh, as man burning in his lust for men, women burning in their lust for women. And part of that being the removal of the natural course that God intended of things. And so we see creation even uh, uh, with subjects of homosexuality, uh, et cetera, et cetera, being um, brought to the surface. So uh, here we are in Genesis 1-1, just uh, using this verse to jump off into a diving board. And uh, we are going to focus more along the lines this morning of Christ as He is the theology of creation. Um, without God, there is nothing. Without God, you know, again, let me state that science is all observational. Uh, we, no one was there in the beginning except for God. And the, you know, um, I'm trying to think. They, they used to call the, uh, uh, the, the creation account the queen of sciences. That, that's what it used to be stated as, the queen of sciences. The theology of creation, the queen of sciences, meaning that Above until the 19th century, until the 1900s, basically, um, at large, not everyone, but at large, most people, and and definitely most Christians, acknowledged the Book of Genesis as being fact, as being truth. What is the greatest source of understanding that we have? What is the greatest truth of understanding that we have? What is the greatest uh, revelation of God to man is the Bible. And as we go to the Bible, the Bible makes these statements about itself. Sanctify them through thy truth. John seventeen seventeen. Thy word is what? It is truth. And so uh, we come to the subject of science, and science falsely so-called, as the Bible states in the book of Romans, can be a perversion of theories as stating them as being facts, such as evolution and uh, even a mixture of theistic evolution, believing that you believe in God or a higher being or some kind of deity, but through the processes of six-day period that it really... We're going to get into some of these um, theories that people kind of come to because they don't believe the Bible. That, again, as we think about Genesis 1-1, it's not halfway through the Bible. It's not three-quarters of the way through the Bible. It's Genesis 1-1. It's the very first book, very first chapter, very first verse that you're confronted with this question, do you believe the Bible? That's it. And if you don't believe the Bible, then if you can't believe Genesis 1-1, then how can you believe salvation? How could you believe any part of it? If God's going to lie here, the very first... It's a it's a theory. Absolutely, absolutely. Praise the Lord. Amen. So if you can't believe in the Bible here in Genesis one one, then you can't believe it in any aspect. Uh, and I agree totally with Paul. Praise the Lord. It is not a theory. It is fact. And uh, the more you come to know the Bible, the more you see it, and you see how over fourteen hundred years of human history, over four different continents, globally speaking, men from all different types of backgrounds, past and in the future, not intermingling or knowing. Some of the authors in the Bible knew each other. Um, 
I believe Jeremiah speaks about Daniel and so forth and so on uh, as they were living in uh, the same time period. But most of these men did not have the luxury of knowing one another, sitting around a campfire, going to some theological school and ascribing all of these things, composing this book together. It is so miraculous. It is a miracle. It is so beyond science or what mathematically could possibly happen. And then when you get off into the the theory of of evolution, it just boggles my mind how people can throw away the credibility, uh, whether it be through prophecies that historically have been fulfilled that we find in the Scripture or through manuscript evidence. I have a friend that lives um, walking distance from your shop, Brother John, and he is a um, he is a professor down at uh, the school Oakland, where James used to go. And he is a professor. He teaches with um, uh, what is that called when you dig up the ground and archaeology? Yeah. And he said to me about a month ago, I did a job for him, and he was talking to me about this new city, a civilization outside of Jerusalem that they have now found. And it is one of the cities that's recorded in the Bible that these naysayers have said do not exist. And again, another avenue that they can discredit the Bible. But again, truth is coming to the surface. And I can't remember the name of the city. Please forgive me. But uh, it's just amazing. The more you grow, the more you learn. And so that's all we're doing, trying to give some light here. All right, I'm going to quit rambling, get into the message. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I want you to circle or underline the word God. And this morning, we're going to magnify John chapter 1. And I really want to talk about the pre-incarnate work of Christ. How before the beginning of time, before the beginning of matter, before the beginning of space, there was God. And we see Christ. This is one of the theological um, perplexed questions or the arguments, the controversial subjects, Christ not being God. But Christ is God. And as we see the Bible, we're going to see uh, just how He works, how He was there, and all that He was involved in. We're going to look at the theology of creation uh, as a in association with time. Last week, we will, two weeks in advance, look how uh, God is seen in space. And we're going to talk about the heaven divided into three parts as it is a picture of God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to look at matter, the earth, and talk about elements and entities of matter in association in association to theology and the Trinity as well. But I want to pull out this thought of the pre-incarnate work of Christ. Before the world was... Christ was there. Verse 1, in the beginning was. Fact, past statement, truth. Mark her down. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I want you to circle the word. Word. John 1 1. Did I tell you? Okay, I'm sorry. John 1 1. Thank you, Brother John. Brother John, we're in your book. John 1 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the Word that we're going to circle is the word Word. Does that make sense? 
It's mentioned a few times in verse number 1. In the beginning was the... Say it with me. Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Now the focus of our attention is based upon one Word, and that Word is the Word. And the Word is seen in verse 14 as a person. And that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So as we think about the Word, I wrote this down in my Bible, and I think this is kind of uh, just fun to think on and no doubt very much truth. If God had it with Him, don't you think we need it with us? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Bible says the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was with Him. Uh, that was that, and uh, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now, verse one through verse five breaks down creation in basically two ways. We see the origin of all things, matter, life, creation, existence, time, etc. But then we also see in the beginning this fall, this origin of sin. Now, we're going to get into the six-day, seven-day creation event. But in the early part of Genesis, we see the devil being there. Okay? We're going to talk about another subject that kind of promotes our thinking. When was the devil created? Was he created before man? Because somewhere along the lines, he interwove into the being of being a serpent. He came... Before Adam, he came before he came before Eve, and then he came uh, uh, and enticed her. Um, uh, and, and we see all of those events. Uh, but the Bible tells us here two things that basically God created, uh, and then two things that we see. Uh, not only did He create, but also in His creation, defending. The Bible says in verse three, "All things." Period. All things. What does that mean? Do we have some deep theological, scientific, mathematical rocket scientists with us that can explain what that means? It means all things. Were giraffes created by God? Were hummingbirds created by God? Were flounders created by God? A tadpole that lost its tail and grew frogs or grew legs to be a frog created by God. Things seen and unseen, created by God. What does that mean, things seen? We see things with our naked eye, do we not? We also don't see things with our naked eye. We can talk about atoms and molecules and, and different things of that science. We could also talk about angels and angelic beings that we've never been able to see. So God created all things. Look with me in Ephesians chapter 3. You want to keep your hand here in the book of John. We're going to go to a lot of verses this morning. And I don't want to choke you with too much food, but I want to give you a good diet of God's Word. So Ephesians chapter 3. And look with me in verse number 9. If you don't want to turn, just take notes and you can turn back later. The Bible says in verse 9, "...and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery." "...which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things..." How? By Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things 
were made by Him. What's the next statement in John 1 verse 3? And without Him was not anything made that was made. The theology of creation, God was in the beginning. In the beginning, Elohim, the supreme creator, seen in three parts, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And the creation that He made shows His fingerprint. We looked last week just at time, how time is broken up into three parts. Past, present, and future. God the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we see Jesus Christ making all things. Now notice in verse 4, two things that we see Him making, but in His creation, because of pollution and sin and the devil, He had to defend. The Bible says in verse 4, in Him was what? Life. Now in correlation to the actual verse, we're going to talk about spiritual life. But it's equally stated that in Him was physical life. As we are able to procreate, God is the Creator of all things. He brought it into existence. In Him was life. Look with me in John chapter 5. John chapter 5, and look down in verse 26. The Bible says, For as the Father hath life in Himself so hath He given to the Son to have life in Himself. Life comes from Christ. Your physical body is here because of God and your spiritual being, being made in the image of Christ, is because of God. In Him was life. Look with me in John chapter 3. Look in verse 15. That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have what? Eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Look down in verse 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. There's the spiritual eternal life. Did God give you breath? Has God given you blood? Did God create the organs? Did God give you the complexity of the eye? Has God given you the most profound pump that the world knows? Your heart? Absolutely. Things that man does not understand about the body. How the body, one person to the next, is very similar and yet very different. God is so amazing as Elohim, the Supreme One, the Creator of all things, to bring life into the world, but because of the pollution in which sin created to give spiritual life. We see a pre-incarnate God, and yet that pre-incarnate God, as He loved in His nature to make, to create, to bring things into existence, He also loves in His nature to give eternal life to you and I. To allow us to have hope. To allow us to have safety. To allow us to have a purpose. Look with me back in John uh, chapter 1 and verse 4. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. He speaks about Himself as being the Word, He speaks about His Word as giving life, 
But he also speaks about his word in reference to an illuminating, glorious power that shines in a world of darkness. Notice the Bible says, and the light shineth in darkness, verse 5, and the darkness, the darkness, what is the darkness? It is sin, it is wrongdoing. It comprehended it not. Two opposing factors that you see all the way back from the beginning, even to this day. And God created all things. By Him all things consist. And without Him was nothing made that is made. And yet He loves His creation so much, even though Satan wove in there as a subtle creature, the most subtle of the uh, of all that God created, the the uh, uh, the the snake. And what does he do? What does Satan do towards God's word? Yea, hath God said. He discredits the Word of God. He questions the Word of God. That's the same relevant idea that we're seeing in our world today when it comes about um, creation through a um, creator, an intelligent designer, how the Word of God is no longer of effect. The Word of God, if you believe it, you're outdated. You're some kind of dinosaur. And yet, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word definitely is relevant for us today. Look with me. The Bible says in verse 4, In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. I wanted to, to elaborate on the word light. Look in John chapter 8. John chapter 8. And look down in verse number 12. John 8 and verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of what? Of life. In Him was the life. But may I say, in life, you can have no life at all if you don't know Christ. No purpose at all if you don't know the Lord. You can be hopeless and miserable if you don't know the light of, of this life that God wants to give to us. Look over uh, with me in chapter 9, down in verse 5. He says, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Look with me in John chapter 10, verse 28. He says in verse 27, My sheep hear My voice, and I know them, and they follow Me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of My hand. Look in chapter 11, down in verse 25. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Look in chapter 14, verse 6. You know this famous quote. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Where is hope? Hope is not in evolution. Hope is found in the person of the Creator, Jesus Christ, because in the beginning of the creation of this world, He was there. And He, by nature, brought it into existence. And by His nature, He cares. You know, the, the Bible speaks about how He cares for His children. Do we care for our children? How much more does the Father care for His children? 
to provide for His children. So I want to give you basically three things that we find here in the book of John chapter 1 about the pre-incarnate work of Christ as He is the creator of the Old Testament and He is the creator of the New Testament. So profoundly stated as He was there in Genesis 1.1, now we have this new, you know, the word testament means covenant, a new covenant. And yet here in the Gospels, in John, we see Him again as Creator of the world. The first thing that I want you to notice is His eternality. And the Bible states in verse 1 and verse 2, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. I want you to circle... Two words, and it's the same word found in verse 1 and verse 2, and that's beginning, 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 beginning. How long was that? A long, long time ago. Here's a question a lot of people want to find the answer to. And a lot of uh, theists, we're theists, we, we believe in God, okay? A lot of theists want to find this answer and they go to science to try to find the answer. The Bible doesn't give us the answer of how old the earth is. It doesn't. The Bible does give us the genealogies from Adam on down the line to allow us to understand approximately six, 7,000 years old humanity is. Here's a question to think about. How long were Adam and Eve living in the garden before they fell? That's just one subject. We're also going to bring into your thought this uh, theory called the gap theory uh, that we see in verse, uh, between verse 1 and verse 2 of Genesis uh, chapter 1. We won't get into it today, but um, how long the earth is, the Bible doesn't, how old the earth is, the Bible doesn't state. How old humanity is, the Bible does state. From Adam's... When did Adam start aging? When he sinned. So it's possible that Adam could have lived in the garden. Why do we age? We age because of sin, sin, right? As by one man sin entered into the world, and death passed upon all men, right? For that all have sinned. So we age. The aging process is due to the fall of man. It's due to, to being a sinner. But we know that there is the eternality to Christ. Look with me in uh, verse uh, verse. Uh, look in John chapter one, down in verse twelve through verse fourteen. It says, "But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name." which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Three things that that we see here, which was born not of blood. Salvation has nothing to do with the first part of God's creation. What does the Bible say in the book of 1 Corinthians? He made us a new creature. Old things are passed away. Do you know what salvation does? It gives us a distinction between the flesh and the spirit. John chapter 3 as Nicodemus came to Christ by night, he said, you've, you've got the physical birth. Man is born of water. Man is born of the Spirit. If he's saved. And he says in verse 7, Marvel not that I said unto thee, what? You must be born again. So the first thing that we see here, in verse 13, which were born not of blood, 
nor of the will of the flesh. What's the will of the flesh? What does the flesh want to do? Here's a distinction to help us to understand what salvation is or what salvation does or the separation between the old man and the new man. What does he say? Verse 13, uh, it says, nor the will of the flesh. What is the will of the flesh? The will of the flesh is to covet. The will of the flesh is to lie. The will of the flesh is to lust. The will of the flesh is to hate. The will of the flesh is to do fleshly carnal things. So salvation, eternal life, Christ is in opposition to that. He gives us a defining understanding of what light and darkness is. In Him is life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There's two types of people in the world. The old timer said, you're either a saint or you ain't. You're either saved or you're lost. And really, as you think about saved and lost people, they can have similarities in morality, but even a lost man's morality, if it is moral, is based upon a saved man's God. So two people, one's saved, one's lost, one's should be living in light. He, he, he is saved, so light has been given to him. And if he's in action of obedience to that light, he's living in light, he's walking in light, he's agreeing with light, to whom much is given, much is required, so he's revealing light. But men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. This man's lost. This man doesn't comprehend light because he's, he's, he's in darkness. And yet, Christ, He brought all of these things into existence to help us through creation and through life to defend the truth because of sin. He says in verse, verse 4, In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shined in. Darkness. This is what I want to state. If you have light in you, you should shine in darkness. Don't let your light hide under a bush. Oh no. Don't blow it out. Right? Meaning, stand up for truth. Share truth. The darkness comprehends it not. But the first thing we see is His eternality. He's in the beginning. He was with God because He is God. Look with me in Hebrews chapter 1. Go to a few verses here. Hebrews chapter 1. And look with me down in verse number 2. It says, Hath in these last days spoken unto us by His Son, that's Christ, whom He hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also He had made the worlds. Now notice that. The worlds. S. More than one. How many worlds do we have back in the book of Genesis 1-1? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I've kind of come to this understanding that earth is a planet, heaven is seen in that same light. It's a spiritual realm because the Bible says that we are going to be glorified as Christ is someday. Is Christ in His humanity right now? Absolutely. 
He's sitting on the right hand of the Father in His humanity. When He left, He left in His human body, did He not? Acts chapter 1. He ascended up. And yet that human body possessed power over this physical world. And the Bible speaks that we are going to have a new body. When that body that's dead breaks up out of that grave and reunites with that that spirit and soul in the air, when Christ returns in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, that new body is going to be given to that believer. And here we have, we have Christ. Look, look with me in, um, go to Ephesians, no, excuse me, go, go to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, and look with me in verse 16. For by Him were all things created. Same wording, John states it. In the beginning, all things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. For by Him were all things created that are in two two worlds, heaven, and that are in earth. He gives us again a description of these things. Now I think these things probably are interwoven. We spoke about things are visible, things are non-visible. Man, we were at this uh, zoo a few years ago before my uncle died. And there was this big old giraffe. And they had this platform that you would walk onto. And this these uh, giraffes would come up where you're almost head level. And these zookeepers would pull out carrots. Their tongues are so long. It's amazing. I don't know. I, I know I'm different. Uh, than some people because I, I really enjoy animals. My wife gets mad at me because if I cut a tree down that has a squirrel nest, I want to take the squirrels home, you know. Um, I see a stray dog. The only animal I don't really... Well, no, I can't... I do like cats. Not a lot, but <laughs> it might be the only exception to the rule. Isn't it wonderful? You go down to... Uh, What's the Great Lakes Crossing Mall? And you can go eat at the Rainforest Cafe and you go into this beautiful uh, you know, room with all different kind of uh, creatures that are hanging from the ceiling and this and that. And you see these aquarium with all of these beautiful colors and the designs of fish and how this one has a horn on its head and this one has this beautiful fin and all of these different things that God created and He made. He is just so amazing. So amazing. He is the eternal God. Look with me in chapter 20 of John. John chapter 20. Look down in verse 31. John chapter 20 down in verse 31. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through His name. As He was in the beginning, He gave life, and yet He's still here today and He's defending life by giving eternal life. He is the eternal God. The second thing that we see is the pre-incarnate work of Christ. 
And that's verse 3 through verse 5. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. How old is Christ? His physical body, 33 and a half years old, but His being is eternal. Eternity past, eternity present. Why, before the beginning, there was Christ. And we see that Christ brought in Genesis 1.1. Here's my third point. My third point. My third point. I did go to a public school and I grew up in Georgia, so forgive me. Look in verse 9 through verse uh, verse 11. Here's the third point. And it's really sad, but this is where we find ourselves today, and it's His rejection. His rejection. We see His eternality, His pre-incarnate work, but we see His rejection. Verse 9. That was the true, circle that word, true light. Keep your hand here. Go to Psalms 105. And think with me about... uh, um, I'm sorry, Psalms 119, 105. Think about true light, true light, and true life. Um, it says in verse 9, that was the true light. That's what it says in John 1. Okay? Look in Psalms 119, verse 105. If you're there, say amen. Can we read it out loud together? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Go with me back to John. Thy word is a, is a lamp, a light. It illuminates. What does he say about himself? He said, Thy word, thy word, thy word. Who's the word? Jesus. He was in the beginning. He created all things. He sustains life. He gave, gives life. But... He also helps to defend life by giving eternal life. Extending life through eternal life. Purpose in life through eternal life. Why? Because verse 9, that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Thank God I don't live in darkness anymore. I'm wandering around believing lies and fairy tales and theories. You're going to go to the grave with a theory? I know that 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 I know. I don't have to question it. I don't question it. I know He's real. This is the light. The true light. As the Bible says about the devil transforming himself into an angel of light. He's a false light. Verse 10, He was in the world, in Christ, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. That's a sad statement, isn't it? He came into His own, and His own received Him not. But, amen. But, for those that do, for those that have, for those that will, but, as many as received Him. Have you received Him? See, here's, again, here's the ending question. I'll close with this. Do you believe the Bible? That's what it boils down to. 
And it's funny, there's such a debate about which is the Bible. And it breaks my heart. We believe that God created a well according to the Bible so large that it could preserve a man's life for three days and three nights without consuming him. We believe that Mary, mother of Jesus, was overshadowed somehow supernatural by the Holy Ghost and was impregnated. And that seed being the Son of God, Jesus Christ, knew not a man to her physical body. We believe that. We believe the Bible says in six days God spoke it into existence and it came into being from nothing. And then it just... Molecules formed and everything, atoms coming together and, and, and all of this solidifying right before the eyes of God and then being. And yet when it comes to the Word, this is the Word. There's such an attack on the Word today of which one it is. Is it right? Is it valid? And it's so disheartening. But as many as received Him. Amen. Father, we love You this morning. God, I pray that You would help us to entertain the thoughts of the Bible. Lord, that we would fall on our knees and glorify You for being the Creator God. Lord, how You've always loved us. You've always thought about us. God, You created all of these things for us to enjoy, to have dominion over. Lord, to, uh, through life, experience the mountain peaks and to walk through the forest Lord to see the beauty of Colorado feel the, the sand between our toes on the beaches of Florida Lord to go to the highest skyscrapers and to feel uh, fog as the clouds would just kind of hover around the tops of buildings Lord to look at the sun as it comes up in the morning and it goes down in the evening, Lord, to see the reds and the golds and the yellows dance upon the beautiful creation, the sky that You have made. And then, Lord, at night, to look up into the heavens and see the handiwork of God through the stars. Lord, we bow down, we worship You. God, we are nothing in Your infinite power, Your being. And Lord, we praise You. Lord, if there's one here lost today, I pray that You would bring salvation to their life. Lord, for those that are discouraged, we pray that You would encourage them and help them. Lord, it may be this subject right here about creation that a Bible believer is struggling with. We pray that You would give them confidence in the Word of God. Lord, that You would just nail it in, down in their heart for them this morning. We love You. We thank You. For all of these things, we ask in your precious name. Everyone stand.